Um, this week, some of you know Paul. He was playing bass up there. This week, Paul became a vegan. Did you know that about Paul? Well, he sort of became a vegan. He still had bacon butties at Alpha. And apparently, he went round to someone's house for dinner, had the most delicious but very meaty meal the other night as well. So he's, you know, vegan at home, I think it would be fair to say. Um, and as I understand it, the way Paul told me the story about how he became a vegan this week was that Paul's wife, Hannah, watched a documentary on Netflix called The Game Changers. Has anyone else watched it, heard of it? Yeah, vegan at the back. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, great. So she watched that, and she was completely persuaded. She was like, this is great. Veganism is great. Plant-based diet. It's probably better to call it plant-based diet, isn't it, if it's like a diet thing. Um, and uh, they've gone vegan. Basically, overnight, they're plant-based in their house. Brilliant. So I went home, told my husband, Andy, um, yeah, Paul and Hannah have gone vegan. And last night, Andy watched The Game Changers on Netflix. And within about a minute of this documentary finished, he'd gone out to the cart to buy some almond milk. I had my first cup of tea with almond milk in this lunchtime. I don't know if we're going to go vegan in our house, but something's happening. Um, and um, we'll see how long it takes for us to go completely bacon free. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, and good news travels fast. We accept something, if it's good news and we feel like it's good news for us, we want to tell other people about it, it travels fast. Um, and uh, this term in our talks, we're looking at some things that God says to us. And um, today, we're getting down the bottom. We've got two more left after this one. We're looking at God says, show the world what I'm like. Tell other people, spread the good news, show the world what I'm like. That's what God says to us throughout Scripture. And we're going to have a think about that this morning. Um, and maybe you find the idea of telling other people about your faith, telling other people about, about Jesus, um, quite exciting, actually. It's, it's sort of what you live for. You wouldn't possibly be doing anything else when you're having a casual conversation over a McDonald's or whatever it might be. Um, maybe you find it a little bit daunting. Um, maybe you're new to an adventure with Jesus and you just don't know quite what sharing what God is like for you with the whole world, what showing the world what God like really looks like. You don't know quite what that looks like for you. Um, so we're going to have a think about it together and we're going to look at a passage in Acts so in the New Testament, you've got the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're the stories of Jesus. And then after that, you have the book of Acts, and that is what comes next. So we're going to start with Acts chapter 1. So this is Luke writing, so he wrote a Gospel all about what happened with Jesus, and then this is his next book. So in my former book, Theophilus, Theophilus is probably the person he's writing to, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he's talking about the cross, the death and resurrection of Jesus, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. And, and Luke starts his book by summarizing the good news. Right at the start of his book, he spends a few verses summarizing the good news. And the good news is that Jesus is risen from the dead. He's definitely alive. There's convincing proof. And it is astonishing good news. It's life-changing. I believe that the resurrection of Jesus is the most significant event in human history. It's the most important thing that ever happened. Um, and it's all because of God's great love for us. And it's the way that we can know God, that we don't have to be held back by stuff that separates us from God anymore, stuff that puts us um, behind shame or into guilt. or um, We don't need to be affected or held back by what we've done in the past or what other people have done to us. Um, that's all finished. Jesus died 
to end the power of that, the power of sin, we might call it, um, to take that away. And then he rose again and he gives us that life. It's incredibly exciting, eternal life, eternal hope. Um, This is Jesus who transforms death into life. He turns mourning into dancing. He turns loneliness into relationships. He turns um, sorrow and pain and sadness into healing and beauty. Um, It's really good news. So that's the good news in the first three verses. But not only that, um, this is what comes next from chapter four, from verse four. On one occasion, while he, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So there's more to come. They've got to wait in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit's going to come and be with them. They're going to be filled with God's power. They're going to experience God's presence with them all the time. And God's not going to leave us, leave them on their own. Um, they're going to be his witnesses. They're going to receive power and um, be Jesus' witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, I don't know what you think of when you think of witnesses. Um, you might think of witnesses to a crime or maybe witnesses to like a traffic accident when those big yellow signs go up on the side of the road looking for people who were there at the right time of day. Um, that might be where your thoughts go. I am a member of um, two Facebook groups, which are local Swindon, like local history Facebook groups. And I'm quite new to Swindon. This Tuesday, I'll have lived in Swindon for one year. So I'm new. And can I just say, Swindon local history Facebook groups have been so helpful in me, like getting my head around this amazing place, which is Swindon. Um, And occasionally, someone will post something on these local history Facebooks. And essentially, they're looking for witnesses. They might post something, and they found like a school photo in a drawer somewhere. It's their granny's class at school. Or they found a picture of a, a house with some people that they know, but they don't know where the house is. Or they found a street that's since been redeveloped, so they doesn't look like it did then. And, and they're looking for people who remember it, or they're looking for people who can match one of their photos to it, or someone, who el- someone else's granny who was in their class at school. They've got something exciting that they want to grasp hold of, and they, they need witnesses. They need people to tell them about it. Um, And the disciples are called to be witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So now we're going to have geography according to Calf. Um, And Jerusalem is here. Can you read that? Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was the heart of religious life in first century Palestine for the Jews. The temple was there. That was the center of worship, the center of like religious authority, leadership. People used to go on pilgrimages there. That's where they got built up in their faith. That's the center of it. And it's surrounded. It's part of the province of Judea, which is a bit like that, according to Kaf. Um, and Judea was primarily under sort of Jewish um, it's all Jewish territory and uh, was one of their tribes in the Old Testament. So that's Judea. And then you've got Samaria, which is just above it. And these guys, um, they're religious, the Samaritans. 
they don't get on brilliantly with the Jews, but they're religious, they've got a sympathy to faith, they're kind of sympathetic to faith, and they shared a lot in common in the Jew, with the Jews, they didn't do everything the same as them, um, but they've got some sort of faith, they've got some sort of sympathy to, to the faith. And then you've got the ends of the earth, which is like all of this. It's not very circular, isn't it? Imagine that's like the world. Beautiful. Um, so you've got the ends of the earth. All right, I'm just going to go green. The ends of the earth. And that's everything else. So um, in the Bible, we might hear about some places in Africa. We might hear about some places in uh, Asia, West Asia. We might hear some places in Europe, uh, in the New Testament particularly. Um, and now there's even further, the ends of the earth goes even further than that, that we now know about with our geography according to 21st century people. Um, and Jesus came for all of them. The disciples asked him, are you here to restore the kingdom to Israel? That's this bit. And Jesus says, no, you're going to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. Jesus came for everybody. It's good news for everybody. Everybody's here going to hear about Jesus' resurrection. Everyone's going to hear the good news. Everyone's going to hear about the healing and the joy and the purpose and the life that's available in Jesus right to the ends of the earth. Um, and I was thinking a little bit, this is, a, this is the sort of disciples' geography. I was just thinking about us in Swindon, what this might mean for us. And as a church, Patton Church, as you heard, we're one year old next week, very exciting. And we've got a particular vision. I wonder if you might turn to your neighbor and just say to them, Patton Church's vision is Patton. inviting people into family to serve Swindon. Who said it before I said it? Yes, you've been listening. Uh, well done. Um, we talk about this a fair amount at Pan Church. We're a new church. We're here for a particular purpose. We've got a particular vision that we'd love to see God transform Swindon. We're here to invite people into family to serve Swindon. Um, and I don't know whether for you, for us, um, Jerusalem and Judea, the heart of the faith, is a, is a little bit like our church family, a little bit um, like the place where our faith is built up, the place where we go to worship. Um, it's a little bit like church for us. Um, and we're called to be witnesses to church. Jesus says, be witnesses to Jerusalem and Judea. We're called to be, we're asked to be witnesses here in, in the heart of the faith, building family with each other, witnessing to each other, encouraging each other. Um, last week, um, we did Munch with a Bunch, which is something we do um, every couple of months. And you can sign up to either be hosted for lunch or um, have other people come to your house for lunch, and you have lunch together. And we had 81 people involved in Munch with a Bunch last week, lunchtime and evening. And how many people went to McDonald's? Like another 15 or something? 20. Oh, like, so that's over 100 people involved in encouraging each other and being part of family. So exciting. Um, and we're growing a family, and we, we, we love witnessing to people in here. Jesus says we're going to be witnesses to the people at the heart of the faith. Um, but Jesus also says we're going to be witnesses to Samaria. And I wonder if that's for us, that's sort of the people who are sympathetic to the faith. Maybe for us, the people who are sympathetic to faith, um, who are maybe on the edge of church. They, they visit church sometimes, or they had a faith as a child. They went to Sunday school as a child. Um, they believe in God, but they're not sure about Jesus. And, and some of these people might be sitting here today. You might be here like, actually, that's me. That's me. I'm sympathetic. I'm here. I'm interested, but I'm not sure. And that's brilliant. Jesus says we're witnesses to people in Samaria, people who are on the edge of church. Um, and Jesus also says we're witnesses to the ends of the earth, all the rest of it. And for us in Swindon, that's 200,000 people 
who are not connected with church. Um, who 200,000 people who God created, who God loves, 200,000 people who Jesus died for, 200,000 people um, who Jesus has given freedom to, who longs to see living life to the full, who's offering forgiveness to, people that we can be witnesses to. And again, there might be people here tonight who feel like you're on the edge of church. You're here and you're not sure what this is all about. And, and um, you're here asking questions. And that's brilliant. Jesus came for you. There's hope for you as well. Um, And the people here might not have a connection with church, actually. They might not know anything about church. They might not know anything about Jesus. Um, But they might have a connection with us. They might have a connection with me and you. And um, they might be people who are in your school. They might be people who are shopping in the same shops as you, Asda in the Orbital, if that's me. Um, They might be people who um, are in your workplace or live in your street or... Um, go to the same kind of sports clubs or you but we get to be witnesses we get to share good news to the ends of the earth it's super exciting we get to show people what God is like now um, I have a fair phone and I believe fair phone is good news for me and you and for the planet and for the future of the technology industry and I would love to tell you about it after the service and um, I've had this fair phone for two years and my previous fair phone to that I had for three years so for five years when somebody asks me I will happily rave on about fair phone to them now as a result of my slightly um, biased ravings Eight people have since bought a Fairphone as a result of talking to me. That's eight people who wouldn't have heard about Fairphone if I hadn't been brave and done a bit of research and worked out how to communicate well what Fairphone was all about and why it was good news. And that's eight people who would not have known anything about Fairphone if I hadn't told them. If I, they wouldn't have heard the good news that Fairphone is to the planet and to the future of the technology industry. Um, I think of my favorite breakfast food, which is poached eggs on toast or a bagel if there's a bagel. And um, I never used to eat poached eggs on toast because when you cook poached eggs, like carnage happens in your kitchen, like absolute mess. There's egg and like water and stuff. Just It's disaster. So I never used to cook poached eggs. But I'm so grateful to my friend Ben who taught me a really easy way of making poached eggs. And he showed me how to do it, and now I can do it on my own. It's so exciting. I have poached eggs like twice a week now because my friend Ben told me, showed me how to make poached eggs. And now I can do it at home. It's super exciting. Um, I'm so grateful for my friend Ben who showed me how to make poached eggs. It was such good news. Revolutionized my weekend breakfast. Very exciting. Um, I think of TV series I watch. Um, we're currently enjoying season two of Homeland. It's a little bit uh, behind the curve, but it's okay. It's still good. Um, we're only like five years late or something. Um, and I think of my friend Sarah, who four years ago, we were talking about telly, and she said, I think you two, me and Andy, I think you'd um, enjoy Homeland. And she planted a seed. She said, oh, that's something good news for you there. I think that's, that's something you might be interested. You'd l- think that would be great for you. So eventually, four years later, that little seed of good news that Sarah planted four years ago, we finally acted on, and we're loving Homeland. We're so grateful for Sarah, who told us all about Homeland and how brilliant it is. And I think of the first person who told me about Alpha 20 years ago, a girl in the year above me called Katie at my school invited me to Youth Alpha at my school. And um, I'm so grateful to Katie. And that period in Youth Alpha really helped me understand my faith a little bit deeper, helped me understand Jesus a little bit more, helped me um, realize that my faith was part of something much bigger, something filled with hope, something that had a 
a future to it and was exciting. It wasn't just for me and my family and my church. I grew up in church. That's my story. Um, But I'm so grateful to Katie who told me about Alpha and who invited me along and showed me a little bit more of what God is like. Such good news. And I think of the other people. I can't remember the first person who told me about Jesus, actually, because I it's pre-memory for me because my parents are Christians. Um, but I remember those people who were so formative in my early days, and I'm so grateful for them. Rebecca, um, there's a lady called Anne, and Bill, and James, and Katie, Christine. These people who invested in me, who witnessed to me, who told me about the good news of Jesus. I am so grateful to each of them for what they've given me and the good news that they've given me and now I get to live it out as an adult it's super exciting there's so many people I'm grateful for who connected with me and who told me the good news some about poached eggs and some about Jesus Um, and you will have similar people who have been good news to you who have been witnesses um, to you there's some research that's been done recently looking at cities in America and it found that cities which had the highest church-going population um, had some of the worst social demographic statistics. Um, so as Christian churches grew, um, rates of homelessness also grew, rates of poverty also grew, rates of divorce also grew, crime increased. It's not what you expect. You'd expect in cities where more people are coming to faith that some of the the bad stuff in our culture would reduce. But that's not what the research showed. Um, And lots of people coming to church on a Sunday, being at the heart of the faith, we'd love to see more people connected with God on a Sunday. We'd love to see more people um, worshipping Jesus and giving their lives to him and being living it life to the full. Lots of people come to church, it's brilliant, and it's fantastic, worshipping it together, being family, praying together, um, seeing God do some amazing things. But on its own, people coming to church is not going to transform a town. On its own, people coming to church is not going to transform Swindon. Um, Because sometimes, um, when we're in a family, when we've found something safe, when we've found some good news that's precious to us, and has made a difference to us, and is a safe place for us, we have a tendency to turn inwards, to turn into the safe place, to turn into the place where, um, yeah, where we feel safe. Uh, we, we might find that we turn inwards and, and focus much more on these parts of the, the, the heart of the faith. Um, there's a brilliant song that we sing sometimes here called um, City on a Hill. It's a kid's song, sometimes we sing in the morning. And it says, we are a city on a hill. We are a light in the darkness. Jesus living us can change the world. And the Bible verse behind that says, don't put your light under a bowl and hide it, but let it shine. We don't want to be huddles, hiding the good news, um, witnessing only to people who are already at the heart of the faith. Um, We want to be a light in the darkness. We want to be affecting the whole of Swindon. We want to be witnessing to the whole of Swindon. And we want to see churches growing across the whole of Swindon. Patton Church's got a particular vision um, to, to see churches all over Swindon thriving, new churches being built up, and churches with lots of people coming to them and lots of people living for Jesus. We're so excited about that, but we're not interested in creating more huddles, more inward-focused um, huddles. We want to see God transform Swindon, and we want to be part of it. That's why we're here. We're witnesses to Judea and Samaria, but we're also witnesses to the ends of the earth. And we want to keep our eyes on the outside. We want to keep our connections with the outside precious. And we want to show people what God is like. We want to keep connecting with people who are not in the faith, who are not following Jesus, who don't even know about Jesus, the good news of Jesus. 
Um, one thing we do at Patton Church is try and keep all our church activities, regular church activities, um, just on Sundays and Wednesdays. Sometimes Sundays and Wednesdays can be very full, but it's a really good reason that we do it. Um, because it means that we're intentionally free the rest of the week to do other things. So um, if you come to Alpha with us, Alpha's always on a Wednesday. If you come to church, church is always on a Sunday. Um, if you're involved in a pattern group, we haven't done lots of small groups as a church. We've started some small groups with people um, who have been doing Alpha and who have been building faith and building relationships on Alpha. And those pattern groups, they meet on a Wednesday. Um, if there's, um, we did a marriage preparation course early this year, a real privilege to see some people walking towards marriage and where faith fits in and how they can grow together as they um, walk towards their wedding. And we did that on a Sunday, and if we do it next year, we'll probably do it on a Wednesday. Um, anything else we'll do, we'll do on a Wednesday or a Sunday. We're working really hard to just do Wednesday on Sundays, because actually then the rest of the week, you can be out, not huddling in, but out, being out there, making connections with people um, who don't know about Jesus, who don't know about church, who don't know about um, the good news of Jesus, who don't know what God's like. We want to be a church full of people who have their eyes on the outside. And it, maybe it's about joining a running club, or maybe it's about joining a book group, or maybe it's about walking your dog in the local area, or maybe it's about joining something after school that helps you connect with people who don't know Jesus. Maybe it's um, helping at brownies. I think that's a great one. I used to have brownies. Um, maybe it's about having your neighbors around for dinner a little bit more often. Um, we want to be connecting with the ends of the earth. We don't want just want to be filling our diary with churchy stuff, um, witnessing just to Judea and Jerusalem. We want to be witnessing to the ends of the earth. Um, Pilates is my Monday or Thursday activity. Um, I can recommend a lot of classes on Mondays and Thursdays in Swindon. I've only been here a year, but I've tried a lot of Pilates classes. Um, and Pilates is one of the places where actually my faith doesn't naturally come up. Um, I work in a church. I've worked in a church for many years. Most of the people I know, um, particularly in Swindon at the moment, know me through church. They know I'm a Christian. Um, but a few years ago, when I was pregnant with my little one, I went to pregnancy Pilates. I have special classes because there's stuff you're not allowed to do when you're pregnant. Um, and I had a two-year-old already, but lots of the other women in the group didn't have any children already. They were, they were first-time mums. And the conversation, I mean, you do do some hard exercise in Pilates, but there is quite a lot of chat as well. Um, people who haven't done Pilates, watch out for the chat. Um, and the conversation that day moved to about expectations of parenthood. Lots of people felt a bit worried about um, the parenthood that was impending on them. Um, lots of people were quite anxious, were really feeling the pressure to be a good parent, to look after their little precious baby well. And um, I listened for a while to this conversation, and then I found I couldn't not join in with it. Um, because actually, for me, my faith really helps me in my parenting. My relationship with God really helps me in my parenting. It helps me with the anxiety that can come, with the pressure that can come of having a precious small person to look after. Um, because actually I know that it's not just me looking after my little people, but God loves them even more than I do. And um, God knows I'm not going to be perfect, and he's there for me when I get stuff wrong, and he's going to step in the gap when I can't do everything for them. Um, I don't need to be anxious about my own ability to do it. I, I can work with God in it. I can work with um, the family in it and um, trust him. And my faith really helps my parenting. So 
I went on about this for about two minutes, absolute silence across the room as I'm chatting away about parenting and faith. Um, and then the conversation moved on to something else. But afterwards, at the end of the class, uh, my Pilates teacher asked me to pray for her because she just found out that I was a Christian and God had done something with her in that moment. And that's what we need to be doing, making connections. We want to be witnessing to the ends of the earth, the people who wouldn't normally feel about, hear about faith. Um, Maybe you'd love to be making more connections. You'd be lo love to be witnessing to more people. Maybe there's um, one or two people here who play chess. I don't play chess. My brain is not built for chess. But maybe there's some other people with cleverer brains who are built for chess. Um, there's a Swindon Chess Club. You could find a friend, go and make some new friends, join the chess club. Who knows what might happen? Who knows what conversation might come up if you did? Um, maybe there's a few people who would like to try Pilates. I can recommend a lot of classes um, on Mondays and Thursdays if you're interested. Um, maybe you're passionate about serving others. There's Christians all over this town really working with some of the people in the most vulnerable areas of society. Um, We've got people in this church who are street parters. Um, there's lots of people working with refugees in Swindon. Um, Safe Families for Children is a new really exciting organization partnering with some, some of the most vulnerable families um, in Swindon. Very exciting. Um, who are you connecting with who would love to be witness to, would love to hear the good news of Jesus? Who are you connecting with who'd love to be invited to Alpha next term? Alpha is something we do on a Wednesday. It's a series of sessions. And there's a meal, a short video, and then a chance to chat. And anyone can come with any questions, any opinions. Um, you can come as you are. And it's designed, I mean, Alpha's brilliant for people with faith. I go every week and I love it. I learn something every week. My faith's built up. It's fantastic. And we've seen a number of people who are on the kind of the fringes of church, who are sympathetic to faith, but maybe not sure about Jesus yet. We've seen loads of people have their lives transformed by meeting Jesus through Alpha. It's really exciting. But Alpha is actually, designed for people with no connection to church like it's literally designed for people um, who've never heard about Jesus before it's a really amazing opportunity it's that it's a really exciting thing to invite people to who are you connecting with who'd love to be invited to Alpha a chance to come and chat um, or maybe you've got someone you'd love to invite to those Christmas services. Um, you know the songs. We love Christmas. Um, maybe there's someone who'd love to be invited to church but has never been brave enough to ask. And actually, an invite to Christmas would just be the connection that they need to hear about Jesus, how we're witnessing about Jesus. We're coming into land. Um, but imagine if you were the person who got to tell someone the good news for the first time. Imagine if you were the person who got to bring your friend to church the first time. You got to show your friend, your colleague, your neighbor what God is like. You helped someone connect in. You helped someone to meet Jesus. And imagine what Swindon would be like if all of these 200,000 people were reached by the good news of Jesus. Imagine all those lives changed and vulnerable people brought into the center of the community and people who are in you know, fractured friendships and fractured relationships, seeing reconciliation and healing, um, physical healing, people who are in pain and hurt and being healed by Jesus. Um, people forgiven, set free from stuff that's holding them back from the past. Um, people who are feeling weak and broken, strengthened and brought into a family that can help them to live for Jesus, live life to the full. Um, God says, show the world what I'm like. And we're sent to the ends of the earth to be witnesses in Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. We've got the best news. It's good news. Life to the full, complete freedom, complete freedom healing, forgiveness, purpose, and joy. Who are you going to tell?
who are we going to show what God is like?